gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set aside your sanitised Disney version and settle down to the real, grim, original version with all kinds of- Whoa! What was that? Oh my god! Come on, Uncle Bob-Bob. You should know what a brick through your window sounds like by now. I've thrown enough. There's a note. It says, from the happiest place on earth, this is your last warning. Curse you, Uncle Bob-Bob. This has been a long time coming. Stop cracking wise about Disney. I was followed home last night by Captain America, Princess Leia and Goofy. They all had bike chains and sacks of doorknobs. Goofy kept doing kissy faces at me. Oh, it was like being back in prison. Every night, youths, students, dressed as Elsa, Moana, Cogsworth, they all set fire to my bin. I'm being hunted by Shrek. That's DreamWorks. Oh yeah, that's another thing. The point is, Uncle Bob-Bob, Disney own everything and they'll have us killed. So, so leave, leave them, them alone. alone! Get comfy on the carpet, boys and girls, because tonight we bring you the origin story of a hero who could bend Darth Vader, beat up Iron Man, and choke out the Little Mermaid on two counts. The Rescuers! What? No, no, we're doing the Demigod, the son of Zeus, the hero of all heroes, Heracles! Um, shouldn't that be Hercules? Ah, there he is, slipping seamlessly into the traditional Doctor Who companion role. Why, Doctor? How, Doctor? What's happening, Doctor? Feed me exposition, Doctor Bob-Bob. Please stop using me like this. I'm a relatively bright guy. Hercules is the Roman version of his name. The Greeks called him his original and proper name. Heracles. And so will we, because that was his name. And Heracles' name is quite important to the story, because he was named after his greatest enemy. But before we get started, who are we? And who are our greatest enemies? I am the forever calm and emotionally mature Uncle Bilbo. And so therefore, I have no enemies. Unless you count Tories, casting directors, people from Lancashire, people from other parts of Yorkshire, Manx and Uncle Bob Bob. Finally he wrote it down. Finally the facade has been dropped. Finally we can draw back this curtain of this so-called friendship that we have. <clears throat> Unless you count them, I'm friends with everyone. I am Tombo, sweet-natured and kind of heart. And I, therefore... <laughs> hey, hey, I've got an idea. Hi, listeners, friends. Hey, come a bit closer to the uh, to the speakers. Yeah, good. Hi, are you here? Cool. <clears throat> I believe in keeping your friends close and starting a podcast with your enemies. <laughs> None of them have any idea, but my plan of getting those three dimwits to waste all of their spare time doing this stupid show for nothing is going very, very well. <laughs> I am the Knavesmire nighttime scooter champion and urban fox racer known only as the Pear Bear. The wizard is my enemy. One day, I'll clump the wizard over the head with a velvet rope and tie him up in one of his own dungeons and then flood the dungeon with one of his many substandard aquariums. I can hear him shouting, Help me, Pear Bear! Please help me, Pear Bear! I'll get you that raise, Pear Bear! And I'll say, No. And then I'll just listen for the bubbles to stop.
And I am your dear Uncle Bob-Bob. My only enemy is the time that we're wasting before we get on with this story. That an improv. It's not funny. You're not funny. If you want to do it, do it properly and write it down. Stop burning bridges and get started. For it is long past time for... The Silly History Boys Shoe And the Legend of Heracles One morning, several thousands of years ago, a lady called Alcmene was smashing her 5k PB around one of ancient Greece's many parks. According to her Fitbit, she was well on course, but just as she passed the mini Acropolis on the edge of the duck pond, she heard a voice. Hey! Hey, baby! Hey, baby, look my way! Hey, baby, look at me! Look at me, I'm preening myself for you. Get lost, creep! In some irritation, Alcamini looked to where the voice was coming from. No, no, down, down here, down here, down here. Hey there, lovely lady, yes, that's right, I'm a talking swan. Can I buy you an ice cream? Hubba hubba. Buy this, you lechy bird. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your bill in and feed you to the queen. Come here! Oh no! Oh no, she's coming at me! Oh no! How dare you hassle me while I'm running! Take this! Oh, Don't you, you've been warned before! Keep your beak shut and miss! Please don't web the swans! Uh, I've got to go. Someone's been sick on around about in a playground. Like a vomit sprinkler, apparently. Kids are drenched in spew. Round and round he goes. Oh, I hate my job, I really do. No one else is going to respond to it. Oh, they either know, no, just Parky Pervert coming along to clear it all up with his green bucket and his mop. Yep, the mop. Um, ah, yes. Sorry about all that. I, uh, uh, I did actually want to talk to you. Yes. Well, why didn't you just wave a wing at me or something? And why are you a swan? A talking swan? Oh yes, well, actually, confession time. I am not a swan. I am mighty Zeus, king of the gods, Zeus power, Zeus unite! I'm terribly sorry about before, but I wondered if we could have a little chat about your destiny, Miss Alchemy. King of the gods, you say? Destiny, you say? Well, all right then, but you're buying. And so the two settled down by the little Acropolis by the duck pond for a frothy coffee and quite an expensive cake for a chat about oh, destiny. I, I could hardly recommend them the little slice and stuff. They're, they're heavenly. heavenly you say. What did the king of the gods want with an ordinary girl? Was she destined for greatness, power, a heroic quest? Kind of, but mostly no. The King of the Gods was a history guy and a massive flirt. And as anyone who has been listening to our show for any number of episodes will know, history people are awful. Alcamini was a beautiful lady, and that's why he was buying her a frothy coffee. Because he fancied her. But when you can turn yourself into a swan for larks, you can also probably turn yourself into a handsome and charming guy. Look at the way he stirs that frothy coffee. How very sensual. You know, it's nice to see a fellow romantic at work. One thing led to another. Which, in turn, led to this. 
Zeus! Ah, Hera, Hera, my love! Don't you, my love, me. Who is that? Um, uh, th th this is Alcamines. Hello. Uh, hello! She's a runner. Uh, she likes cake. Uh, we, 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 we were talking about the bake-off. The bake-off. Uh, we agree with you that Matt Lucas is trying too hard. That had better have been all you were doing. In nine months' time, if I hear the little pitter-patter of little demigods, I am going to get very vengeful. You were warned, Zeus. Who was that? Um, that was Hedda, Queen of the Gods. My, um, <clears throat> wife. Your wife? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, listen, if, um, if you get any, um, news in the next few months, any big news, my name's Big Tummy, here's my card. I have a place in the country for this sort of thing that my wife doesn't know about. Which is good, because she can get a bit vengeful and murdery. But you'll be safe there with the, um, the, um, baby. Baby? I only went for a run this morning. Hang on, why does my Fitbit say three days on my 5k time? Did you use god magic to slow time and woo me? Uh, yes, Sauls. And so poor Alchemini relocated to Zeus's secret illicit affairs residence in the countryside. Yes? Hello. You might find this difficult to believe, but... You met Zeus, king of the gods, in the guise of some sort of waiting bird, and after coffee and cake, you now find you are heavily pregnant with the king of the gods' magic baby. Uh, yeah. This way, please. Nine months flew by. For everyone else except Alchemini. But she was being well looked after by the servants at the Super Secret Affairs hideout in the country. And finally, the big day came. Ah, ah, oh, oh, this baby feels very big. But then it's all relative, I suppose. Ah, ah, ah. One moment, madam. Where are you going? Come back! The door, madam. It could be my takeaway. Oh, he hello. Are you happy with your broadband? Oh, I thought you were my kebab. <laughs> no, no, we're here to read your meter. I thought you were selling broadband. Um, gas broadband. And what's with the cricket bats? There's a sale on the... Sports package. Are you evil witches sent by the goddess Hera to murder Zeus's secret baby? Um, no. no. Can we come in now? Fine, but you'll have to wait. There's a lady having a baby. Ooh, where? We'll bash her good. Ha. I mean, we'll mop her brow and, you know, that. She's in the garage. Garage! Mm, Righto. Get the baseball bats, Maureen. It's clobbering time. Through there, is it? Take that, baby! Ooh, sounds like a tough rooter in there. I'd better help. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah! Die in the name of Hera! Ha! Sucko. Fortunately for Alchemini, 
the servant at the secret hideout had played before, and he tricked Hera's witches and their cricket bats into going into the room or garage that did not have a baby in. If you ever have the option, listener, go to the room without the baby in. There are other versions of this tale where Hera makes the goddess of childbirth give Alchemini a really difficult birth. We, however, have chosen to do the version when witches with cricket bats smash up the room with baby Heracles not in it. I mean, <laughs> we are the silly history boys after all. Whew! That was some good bashing. Though I didn't actually see a baby, we bashed that garage pretty well. We must have got it. I'm sure we did. Come on, let's get out of here before Yates is closes. <laughs> Alchemini looked down at her son. Her son with God. What would she call him? Would he even survive Hera's terrible vengeance to become a man? Should she give him a dull, commonplace, forgettable, boring name like Tom or Will or Pear Bear to help him blend in and remain hidden? No. No son of mine will ever hide. His name shall be Heracles. Meaning servant of Hera. You shall honour the goddess who hates you so by being a good man and living a good life. Oh, great. He's pooed. And so on his first day of life, our hero narrowly avoided being cricket-batted by a witch. Big deal. Standard Yorkshire midwife practice, that. Did calling her son after the murderous goddess make Hera any more friendly? Heracles! Of all the crawling, insipid insults, how dare she! Um, no. This child is a constant reminder of my sham of a marriage to that jerk Zeus. He absolutely must die. Minions! All right, mighty Anna, your slithery servants are yours to command. Send us anywhere. Burnage, Bury, Rochdale, and my vengeful will shall be done. Go to my husband's secret baby estate in the mountains and destroy that baby by any snake means. The mountains? Is that on the metro? It's just, it takes us a while to get places. You know, what with us being snakes and only able to slither in that? I think we change it, Corndrook. Go! Let's get slithering, Liam the snake. Suppose we had all the snake. Mad for it! It took Hera's serpents some time to slither to the secret mountain hideaway. Eight or nine months, to be precise. It was a long way to slither, the poor things. By this time, Heracles had grown into a healthy toddler. Yeah, I bet spewing, crying and filling nappies every 15 minutes. Uh, no, he was he was a nice baby. Not like yours at all. Slept through the night, one massive poo a day, never got ill. I'm with Hera. I hate this kid. Well, you'll like this bit then. Late that night... When little Heracles had been bedded down in his cot at 7pm with hardly any fuss. Damn you! Two dark shapes slithered through a crack in the window and dropped soundlessly to the floor. The horrid, sinuous creatures slithered over the chamber floor towards the crib. Across the oversized teddy bears and discarded baby shower wreckage they coiled. 
until the two serpents look down over the sleeping babe. Aww, ain't he cute? Yeah, what do you reckon? Venom, eh? Or, or constriction? I reckon both. Yeah, that sounds great. Come on, let's get him. <laughs> From the crib, two chubby arms reach for the serpent's necks. And squeeze. Now I know how them fall in my cell. Please, our kid, we were only following artists. <laughs> Baby Heracles laughs. And playtime begins. <laughs> Downstairs, Alcamini has turned down the baby monitor and is having a sly glass of red. Mmm, wine. In the morning, she discovers Heracles sleeping soundly with two dead snakes clutched in his little fists. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to watch you at playgroup. From that day forward, it became clear that little Heracles was no ordinary boy. For a start, he wasn't little for very long. Once he hit ten, the stubble began. And by eleven, he had a great thick beard. But there was more to come. I mean... But by the time he was 15, his muscles were so big, his arms looked like The Rock and Steve Austin fighting inside a duvet. And once he'd grown into himself a bit, he became what is known in ancient Greece as... Vars Handsome. Yeah. Yet despite his godlike looks and strength, Heracles was one of those rare people who are both good-looking and a nice person. Like me. One out of two isn't bad, you know? Get on with the story. Hello there, listener. Tis I, Heracles, son of Alchemini, and I suppose Zeus as well. Not that I see much of dear old dad. Call me a mummy's boy. I don't mind. It was she who raised me and took me to this wonderful place. A small island off the coast of Greece, where I won't attract any unwanted attention from my vengeful stepmother, Hera. Yo, Heracles, dude! Where's it like banana boat leaving? Ja, me and my fun boys are keen to get to Techno Island so we can all trance out, yeah? Coming, chaps. Yes, that's right, listener. I earn a humble living doing day trips on humble banana boats. Hurry up, bro! These are like supposed to kick in in 30 minutes! Don't worry, lads. I'll catch you up. So that's it, really. I have a nice, quiet life on this beautiful island. Oh, I'm sorry if you turned up expecting heroic deeds and monsters and whatnot. Hercules! Hercules, thank God I find you, you must help! What is it, salty fisherman from episode 9 of the Silly History Voice show? Someone ate the entire breakfast burger. The breakfast burger? The one that doesn't exist and has never been made but sounds amazeballs. Oi, the twin bad codflets are a toasted brioche bun with a fried egg, hash browns and onions on the top. They ate it all and then they immediately went swimming. But you should never swim within an hour of lunch. I know! Help! Help! I'm drowning because I'm weighed down by 200 pounds of incredible breakfast. Oh, it will be good. I'll save you. Hurry, Heracles. My trip advisor can't ship another breakfast burger drowning. 
such a good burger, but so deadly. Oh, almost there. You can tell by my swimming noises and the uh, got you. Now to swim you back to shore. There you are. You're safe now. And you're... Oh. Oh, wow. You're very beautiful. Thanks. You're not so bad yourself. Oh, my, I'm sorry. I thought you were unconscious. Wow, that came out wrong. Um, what I meant to say was... Uh, what? Um, well, I, I hope this isn't too uh, forward, but... Uh, can I buy you dinner? Make it a breakfast burger. But that burger almost killed you. It was worth it. It brought me to you. And it was really nice as well. Oh, yeah. I'm Megara. I am Heracles, bringer of brunch. Fisherman, two breakfast burgers. Bow selector. And so, after a suspiciously short courtship, Megara and Heracles fell in love. Got married and had children. Love you, Daddy! Mommy. Love you, Daddy! Love you, Daddy. These children, they're not screaming or, or pooing or, or screaming and pooing at the same time. I've never seen this before. As time went on, Meg and Heracles became quite the power couple. They were those typical super parents that everyone secretly hates. You know, the sort, the kids of the best costumes in the school play. They're both on the PTA and actually seem to care. They always help on the school trips because they've got a massive car. Oh, I hate those people. Herbert, is it? Yeah, okay. Uh, your little hazmat's dad, yeah? Listen, my youngest is bang into 40k, and I'm terrible at fiddly stuff like that. Can I pick your brain one day for dry brushing tips? Over beef, I'm buying. Oh, um, yeah, sure. I mean, like, thanks for talking to me. Mr. Heracles, Mr. Heracles, we're one short for the tag rugby round robin. Do you think you could step it again, please? Oh, of course. Yes, just make sure you always pass it to me. Always to me. You got it, dear Uncle Bob-Bob. Um, no one else called me dear Uncle Bob-Bob. And that's another 38 tries for me. <laughs> Mr. Heracles, the higher coach has broken down. Do you think you could carry it to the zoo with all the children in? You know, save the school trip? No problem. Well, it's hard to dislike you, Heracles, and your beautiful yet also very personable wife, Megara. It was indeed hard to dislike them. Oh, I'll manage. Unless you were the vengeful goddess, Hera. How about a dose of insanity, Heracles? Take that! Heracles woke late. Oh, oh, oh my. Look at the time. I was supposed to go to the gym, drop the kids at school, go to work, have a coffee with a friend, and do my admin before cooking dinner for everyone. For the first time ever, my work-life balance is out of whack. The house, normally so full of laughter, was quiet. It was odd. Megara and the children were nowhere to be found. They must be in school or at one of Meg's many charitable functions. Yeah. Something was not right. Heracles felt that terrible feeling one gets after attending the work's Christmas do. A feeling that something terrible had happened. That he had done something terrible. Bad vibes, man. I think I might go for a walk. Clear my head. Heracles put on his flip-flops and stepped outside. What the Zeus? 
The Greek island paradise was deserted. It was a full 28 days later type thing. But worse, the place was devastated. Buildings smashed to rubble. Trees torn out of the ground. It was as though a hurricane or a flood or some kind of natural disaster had smashed Heracles' island village to pieces. What happened? What happened? You happened. Salty Fisherman from Miyamoto Musashi, part three, episode nine of the Silly History Boys show your hurt. My God, how did you get that enormous fist indentation on your face? It was you, you crazy mother. Me? I couldn't. I didn't. You went mad, Hercules. Crazy. You hulked out, and not in a fun way either. Your eyes rolled into the back of your head, and you smashed up the town and everyone in it. I... I don't remember. It was as though you'd been struck mad by some vengeful, supernatural force. Fisherman, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Have you seen Meg and the kids? You truly don't remember, do you? Oh, no. Oh, no. No! And the salty fisherman from episode 9 told the demigod the terrible tidings. That Heracles, in his madness, had killed his family. And no amount of breakfast burgers could ever fill the hole in his heart. For days, Heracles wandered the wild, lonely places of Greece. He did not sleep or eat. He just walked, desolate, until he came to a mountain. Heracles climbed. He scarcely noticed that the air grew thin and that the cold wind blew snow in his eyes. Indeed, he only stopped at the top because he realized there was actually no more mountain to climb. Heracles stood at the summit and looked down. A thousand-foot drop looked back at him. Perhaps it would be easier if I took one more step. Well, it certainly wouldn't be easier for the cleaning team, I'll say that. You splattering yourself down there is, go is going to cost me loads of money in cleaner overtime, certainly. Said the swan. You. Hello, son. Said Zeus. Father. After all these years, you finally picked today to show up. Yes, yes. Had a rough week, have we? I killed my family. Ooh, crumbs. Did you just say crumbs? As in crumbs, I've committed murder. Don't say crumbs to me. That is not a super cool or appropriate response to somebody who's just killed their family. I mean, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I think about killing mine all the time. They're a very unpleasant bunch. Uh, look, I, I just wanted to say that it wasn't your fault, my son. Not my fault. You were driven mad, Heracles. Driven mad by my wife, Hera. She did this. To get back at me, I'm afraid, for being your dad. Well, why doesn't she just get back at you, then? I don't know. It, it, it's complicated. And, 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 and also, I, I, I tend not to care very much about this sort of thing. But, but, but my boy, listen, listen. I have neglected you for far too long. I, I see that now. Would you like to go camping? Dad and lad, you and me. No. Um, all right. Uh, uh, do, do, do you want me to make you a god? Immortal, live forever. T t time is a great healer, you know. Make me a god after what I have done. I deserve to be punished, father. 
not rewarded. My boy, it was not your fault. I forgive you and pardon you. Well, I don't. And I'm leaving to find a better mountain to jump off. You want to be punished? Fine. As your father and king of the gods, I issue your punishment and you shall obey me. You will go to the court of King Eurystes. I know that name. It is said that he is the biggest poo head in all of Greece. You have heard correctly, my son. King Eurystes is without doubt the greatest poo head in all of Greece. His poo headedness is without equal, unrivaled. He is a shining, bum nut ridden example of poo headedness for all poo headed people in the ancient world. Why must I go to him? Because he's a poo head, Heracles. You want to be punished? Fine. When you get to King Eurystes, he shall issue you with ten tasks, ten labors. Each of these labors shall be tasks considered by all to be impossible to complete. Acts of suicidal courage and endurance. You will suffer, my son, and you may well die, but there shall be much glory in your suffering. And at the end of your labors, if you think you have been punished enough, then there is a place at my side for you. You shall live forever as my son. We shall see, father. There's a lad, Heracles. That way, my boy. Goodbye and good luck. And with that, Heracles set off to the court of King Eurystes, the self-styled biggest poo-head in Greece, to begin a legend. A legend we shall have to finish another day. In fact, we'll finish it on 12 other days. What, not next week? I can't wait for an unspecified date for more Heracles. I can't. <laughs> I won't. Come now, Uncle Bilbo. This means this means we could do the 12 labours of Heracles properly. Usually, people do a little bit of the Nimian Lion, Hydra, they'll do that, the Orgian Stables, maybe the Uncatchable Stag of Artemis, and then they just sort of fizzle out and get to the end. But we'll be doing the lot. Until then, we have been the Silly History Boys. And we are, as ever, sorry! Heracles Begins, or Trial and Terror, or episode 36 of the Silly History Boys show, was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. The parts of An Evil Witch, A Horrid Snake, and some very nice narration were strangled in the crib of Tom Tombo Furmore, who endured some very poor taste ribbing about his son's sleeping habits with this this week with his customary good grace. Thanks, Tombo. And maybe stick up for your family a bit, yeah. Zeus, the swan-fancying, coffee-peddling king of the gods and the salty fisherman from episode 9 was Zeusionated into your ears by me, your dear Uncle Bob-Bob. The roles of Pear Bear Parky, the illicit affairs butler, a party guy and a horrid snake were driven to a murderous rampage by the insane performance of Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Our special guest this week, who played Alcamini, the runner of marathons, mother of Hercules, and Weber of Swans, was played by Gemma Velma von Bobbond. Thanks, dear. This week's second super special guest was the vengeful queen of the Olympians herself. It's Beth, Beth Starfermor, who reprises her role as Hera from the Troy epic. Thanks, Beth. 
Mighty Heracles, the demigod, that's half man, half god, all hero, and a decrepit and evil old woman, were played, I mean, say what you like about him, but he does have range, were both played by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. Big thanks to our only friends in the world, Zapsplat of Zapsplat.com, for all their zaps and splats. Extra special thanks for Mr. Henry Myhee for his track, Through Fire and War. Myhee, thank ye, Henry, that's great. Also, thank ye to Scott Butley for a myriad of heroic Hellenic music. We also prostrate ourselves, is that right? We also prostrate ourselves before Lord Fastfingers Tristram for the Silly History Boy Show theme tune. If you have enjoyed this week's exciting episode of the Silly History Boy Show, then why not give us a review on your chosen podcast platform? You can find us on Facebook at Silly History Boys Show, the Twitters at SHB underscore show, and give us a just give us a cursory Google and, and see what happens. We promise it won't be that bad. Okay, we'll see you next time for more silliness, more history, and more boys and some girls. Thank you, bye! Like me. Um one out of two isn't bad, you know. Like me, I guess. Incredible, isn't it? How how a little squidgy man can um, can bully a, a a a great handsome devil of a man just by saying that he's handsome. <laughs> I bet Brad Pitt doesn't have a problem.